No commercials, no subscriptions, no network, no rules, and at the end of the day, no comparison, my friends. And really, with tonight's guests, it's definitely no rules, because we just uh, we just go wild on here when these guys are on the show. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I gotta get that. I gotta get that theme music shortened. I find I, I find I end up like clipping my fingernails while it's going on, while I'm waiting for the <laughs> for the show to start. But I am thrilled to have them back on the show. We couldn't do it uh, about a week ago because Larry fell ill, but he's informed me now that he's at about eighty three point five percent, so he's good to go tonight. And uh, they are. I, I called them the other night uh, at the end of the show. They are like the Lennon and McCartney of of good paranormal books. That's probably the best way to put it. They put out some tremendous stuff time after time after time. It's it's uh it's amazing. I do a lot of complaining on the show. I don't know uh if anyone's noticed, but <laughs> I do a lot of complaining about the state of of uh paranormal research and all the various fiefdoms and stuff and uh I, I, I applaud the people who do good work and these guys do outstanding work, so uh and they have a new book called Mind Wars and they are of course Marie Jones and Larry Flaxman Long-time friends of the show, seasonal guests. Every year we have them on because they're putting out such good stuff every year after year after year. It's amazing. It's like a clockwork. I guarantee I'm going to talk to them like every spring or uh, at some point in the season. So welcome back to the show, guys. It's uh, really great to have you back. It's good to be back. Boy, time Thanks flies, huh? It does. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's been another year around this uh, this world. Oh, so I feel, uh, well, we I wanted to start ranting about these these things, these slide things, but we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. So anyone who wants to know what we think about that, uh, stick around. But I feel vindicated because I've been complaining and critiquing all this crap. And this <laughs> I like week was like, see, too. I told you people so. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like I said, it's, it's been a year since we talked. Uh, this book is a is as I said, the title Mind Wars. Uh, let me see the subtitle. Who's been watching you from the shadows? It's a kind of a departure for you guys because you've been really kind of in the realm of new science for a while. And this one, I even noticed, uh, yeah, the back, they tagged a conspiracy. I was like, wow, that's kind of surprising. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. But it's re- much less conspiracy and more like almost true crimey. It's just a whole yeah. sort of different realm for you guys. So tell me like what, what brought this on and, and how you felt about sort of going in that new direction. I think boredom. Oh. <laughs> you know, I think we were just like, God, we're so tired of writing about paranormal. And but I mean, I think our last book, Viral Mythology, kind of showed us that we can branch out and you know do do really quality books that have nothing to do with ghosts and 
don't know, Larry. I I don't remember the absolute genesis of how we decided to do this. I think we both just were really interested in the subject matter. Yeah. Do you remember? I mean, is it like one conversation or? Well, it feels it feels kind of like uh, it feel in a way. I say it's a departure, but it feels almost like a natural progression in a way because you guys sort of tackle these big, big topics. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you've done the eleven yeah, eleven yeah. deja vu, uh, yeah. the trinity time travel. So, and, yeah, I think you know yeah, so we talk of, all the yeah. time, and I'm just thinking in the course of all of our conversations, we talk a lot about conspiracies and whether or not we think there's anything to them and. I don't know. I think right. we just kind of wanted to try something a little more cutting edge. But the book, you know, it, yeah, they're going to put it in the conspiracy section. But really, I would say 70% of what's in here is not. Um, and, you know, especially yeah. the stuff on surveillance and social engineering, but even a lot of the mind controls, what we wanted to do was look for the the true stuff, the stuff that has been proven, the stuff that's being used all the time in so many different ways and talk about the psychology of mind control. and Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't remember yeah, the exact uh, moment that we said, let's do this. Was it Larry reflecting on his days in the cults? Well, um, when no, we got we out really, of that one cult, we yeah. Can't really, we, can't, <laughs> we can't talk about that. The, the anal probing cult. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, no, we can't, yeah. we can't discuss my days in the anal probing cult. Oh, God. Uh, but they were anyway, so instrumental talk, to this bug. <laughs> it brought an informed perspective, I'll say, absolutely. I guess when everyone hears, like, mind control, they always go to the, the MK Ultra thing, it seems, well, in this realm, absolutely, in this, in this uh, yeah. community, yeah. we'll call them. Um, so I guess talk, enlighten me about this. Obviously, I, I've read a lot about it. I read the book. Um you know, and I'd heard about it before and read about it a lot before, but we never really, like, done an episode. So kind of, we're yeah, not going to do yeah. a whole episode on MKL, so don't worry about that. No. But, but sort of give me a thumbnail on what exactly this is. So in case, like, something happens in the world and I'm the only show left and, and after we all die, like, they're, <laughs> People they're like, the uh, fill in that part, you know. We're sort <laughs> of like funny. like a Wikipedia of insanity. So tell me, give me the thumbnail on MKUltra here. And what I was surprised by is you hear all this stuff about Project Monarch and the... Uh, in in the really deep fringes of uh, of that yeah, sort of yeah. realm, let's say, and mm-hmm. and what I found interesting was that apparently it's not even like there's no it's like a, it's like a MJ12. It's something like we don't actually have any evidence that it actually was a thing. Project Monarch. It's sort of a crea- yeah, yeah, with Monarch. For lack of a yeah, better words, just... yeah, it's a creation of the of the alleged witnesses. Let's say exactly so with but... Project Monarch, definitely. But with MK Ultra, we have proof, and we have mm. two Senate hearings that took place where. You know, the people that were involved openly admitted it. it was basically, MKUltra was the CIA's own little operation involving mind control and different types of behavior, altering experimentation. started in the 1950s. It ran through the mid-1970s before it was, quote, unquote, officially ended. And that was after the exposure to Senate hearings and the declassification of about 20,000 pages of documents. Um, Unfortunately, most of the documents were destroyed before the Senate hearings. But we have have proof. We have witnesses. We have a lot of the doctors involved that came forth. 
And it really was a very organized and sophisticated program. It involved over 80 colleges, hospitals, prisons, orphanages, <laughs> homes for unwed mothers, um, mental Yeah, it was like a whole system. It was like a system. Yeah, yeah. And that was also being operated in Canada, too. And one of the reasons why MK Ultra became so exposed is because um, the Canadian uh, doctor, who was actually a Scottish psychiatrist, he was the one that really his uh, his I don't like to call them witnesses his uh, subjects his guinea pigs came forward and talked about the brutal experimentation that he was doing. His name was Donald Ewan Cameron. So once the yeah, Canadian yeah, side sort dude. of yeah really sick, it just sort of exploded from there. But here's the thing: Larry and I were talking about this earlier. It's like, do we really believe that just because all of that went down in the 70s? Uh, there were hearings before, you know, the church senate committee. Do we really believe that it ended? No, absolutely not. It yeah. it didn't end. It probably just went further underground and deep black program with a whole different name and different institutions and people involved. But it's a provable, uh, you know, thing. Mind control really happened. But in light of everything we wrote about, I think it's, because it happened so much in the past, I think there's so much more proof that mind control is going on all the time. I mean, look at cults, look at media manipulation and social programming. So MKUltra was a nice way to sort of introduce it, but it's not the only thing. (laughs) It's a creepy, yeah, it's like the creepy thing that everyone goes to because we know that the government was like doing it and stuff. Yeah, it's, and I mean, you know, a lot of that had to do with the Nazis coming over from uh, during Operation Paperclip, bringing their torture and interrogation methods here to America. And the the origin of MK Ultra, you know, is was actually for a positive reason. If you can spin it that way, the whole idea the CIA wanted to explain was that we did this to try to stay one step ahead of what we thought the Soviets were going to be doing. Now, I find that a flimsy excuse, but you know what? Maybe that was their original intention, but it really turned into just such a black stain on our history, what they did to children and, you know, pregnant women, and even people who volunteered, prisoners, who said that were told they'd get a lighter prison sentence. That was torture. It was abuse. You know what's creepy, too, is that, like, it's been completely, talk about mind control, it's been completely, like, marginalized in the in the annals of history you know what i mean people i think people it's been tagged into this project monarch sort of uh conspiracy super conspiracy realm you know and it and yeah people yeah. I, I think just miss it out of hand and they're like that's those crazy people that think da 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 and they don't realize that there's actually like a lot of uh real history completely different things yeah and there were some really famous people that were uh involved that were subjects um the unabomber Ted Kaczynski at Harvard. He was very young at the time. There's a movie coming out with Johnny Depp playing Whitey Bulger, the the uh, Irish mobster. He actually volunteered when he was in, I forgot the name of the prison. It wasn't Leavenworth. Um, Annapolis, maybe? He volunteered on uh, the promise he was going to get a lighter sentence. And he was given drugs that were allegedly to cure Alzheimer's and dementia, and he said he was tortured. And this is a, a hardcore criminal. So, yeah. you know, I mean, 
uh, oh, there there were a couple of others. It's creepy. Who knows um, what? Timothy yeah. Leary. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this they're probably this like. Thing. And we know our government does this stuff. Other governments do too. You know, hmm. it, it's a form of, of controlling behavior. Why would people be surprised that the powers that be didn't want to study this and learn about it more and try to hmm. stay one step ahead from all the other countries on Earth? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get back to the idea of mind control. It's like, what is it really? It's like you can just controlling like the free will of the person and making them do what you want them to do. And that's exactly. kind of the interesting part about the book, too, is like it takes on all these different forms. It's not, you know, people hear mind control and they think of that scene from Clockwork Orange, but it's really, there's a lot more yeah. to it. Or, you know, Conspiracy yeah. Theory, the Mel Gibson movie, which... I had never seen before. We were writing the book, and I thought, I think I should watch this movie. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> that was a, a wonderful, you know, obviously Hollywood fictionalized, but it was a wonderful example of an MK Ultra story, just like Manchurian Candidate. And, yeah. it, you know, it's like, oh, these movies were actually showing something that happened in, in their own fictionalized way. But some of what was in those two movies was... <clears throat> in these declassified documents. So now I, I had sort of like a like one of those WebMD moments because uh, in the book you talk about people <laughs> that are like narcissists and things like that and I'm like reading I'm like no I think that might be me. So but I'm not no, like No, you I'm are not, like not a narcissist. Funny. No. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh you're not I'm, you could have yeah. You we know yeah, people you who are and uh, yeah. You know uh, yeah, <laughs> athletes, but no, we know, like, we know much, my, much my toes have been tingling. Uh, so what? No, so tell me about sort of like like I was alluding to earlier though. It's um, the mind control. It, it, there's a personal level to it, I guess. That's kind of the segue I'm jumping into here. You know, it's like there's people who just want to control the world, to, and they're and they work down at the bakery. You know what I mean? And yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're kind of like the scary folks. I think it happens on a global level, you know, with governments and and the bad guys and but it, but it happens every day. Our interactions, our personal interactions, we're always trying to change each other's behavior or get somebody to think the way that we want them to. Sometimes we can be very manipulative. Um, I think you see that That's... a lot in romantic relationships and boss-employee relationships. So one of the things that we wanted to do was it's like, okay, the very same tactics that we use on each other, they seem to be taken to the extreme uh, when used, you know, on a more grander scale or a more global level. But there are people, there are psychopaths, sociopaths, and narcissistic personality disordered people who use the same manipulative methods. They're psychological and emotional and physical abusers. This even gets into domestic abuse. There are very specific things that domestic abusers do to keep their victims from leaving. And we need, we really felt like we needed to show that, hey, you think mind control is just some big dumb conspiracy? Guess what? You go about your day today, you're probably going to do it to some other people and they're probably going to do it to you. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's I, all about manipulation. It's scary. You yeah, know, you know, you always got to look out. Someone's trying to get one over on you, or you know, you think you're getting one over on somebody else. It's uh, it's uh, and it's, that's yeah, the world we live human in. Human nature, you know. Yeah. I think it's human nature. I, we want somebody to do something or think a certain way, and I, you know, that's natural. But 
to take it to it, the big Yeah, the extreme. difference is like it comes down to like what you're willing to the line. You know what I mean? It's like the ends justify the means. Right. They always say, you know, it's like yeah. What, yeah. How, what's your what's your moral barometer there? You know. It's, I think uh, I've manipulated Larry a few times into like doing books. You know? Please work on me with this. You think so, Larry? That's how we got him on the show tonight. We had to like beg him. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. But I mean. You know, when you're when you're in a in a, any kind of relationship, whether it's professional, friendship, whatever, there's always that kind of subtle stuff going on, or you know, and and but they, and that's human behavior. But the next step yeah. up is where it gets abusive, and you have, you know, somebody beating a woman, or vice versa, or beating a child, and then the next day being very loving and caring, and it's that intermittent reinforcement that drives people to things like Stockholm syndrome. And trauma bonding, where they they never know up from down, and you start to go crazy. And there are people that are doing that to each other. And then you think about what the government might be capable of doing. Forget it. You know that's really creepy yeah. because they've got the drugs and the LSD to test and the the torture devices, and you know they've got psychologists and psychiatrists that know how to ply the mind open, empty it out, and reprogram it with whatever they want. So anyway, I feel like I'm talking too much. The, yeah, ahead. the government, they... Larry, talk a little bit. Larry, are you suffering Come from Lima Larry. syndrome? Come on, Larry. Come on, Larry. I know. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm still uh, I'm having a hard time concentrating because of the anal probe. Oh, Jesus. Well, take it out. Oh, are you we'll, actually we'll... <laughs> having one? Are you having one? No, we were talking you? about... No, never mind. <laughs> you lost it. Oh, no, Larry. that was from my uh... cult days, remember? That was, that's a callback. Flashback. Yeah, that's a callback. Larry, yeah. have that's you suffered from Lima syndrome though before? That's the question. Uh, no, Lima. I have not, Tim. Have you? I have. I, for the folks listening at home, that's where a kidnapper becomes emotionally invested in their hostage. Yeah, hasn't everyone suffered from Lima syndrome at some point? I mean, does that does that happen when you get married? Do you have that same kind of? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. No, it does. Yeah, but I mean, it does kind of in a way, don't you think? Well, kind of. Maybe I in mean, a really good yeah. marriage it doesn't, but I think that stuff goes on, you know. Well, it's like a combination Stockholm and Lima syndrome. It's where the yeah. it's like who's the kidnapper and who's the hostage here. I don't even. Yeah. You're always right. fighting for who's for, for, for the role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the sign of a good marriage. You're you're constantly <laughs> going between uh, Stockholm and Lima syndrome. Uh, yeah. What I thought here's a weird thing I found in the book, Larry. You got to talk at some point, or else I, I I'm gonna cry. But He's maybe this could maybe. Cult. Well, this is this gets into this cult and sort of just people being weird and shit. Because I thought this was amazing. Because <laughs> you you think about these, it's not amazing in a way because it's. It, I think it's also creepy. I, I uh, I'm rambling because there's a lot to talk about here. But it's this uh it's this hell minus one. This book this girl wrote. You guys mentioned it uh in your book. Well, this girl and she was like richly abused by her parents and satanic rituals yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like. They, and, and they admitted to it and went to jail. And the weird part, I thought, beyond that, we can kind of leave that to the side. I just thought the weird part was like, these. it, it seems like this was just something that the parents were doing to this girl. It's not, it wasn't something part of some larger New World Order agenda, uh, you know, and anything like that. It's like, that's the creepy part. It's like, it could be your neighbors or something doing these really, it's like that yeah, guy in you, Cleveland kind you of You don't thing. know. Right, right. But then there are a lot of people that have come forward that as children remember certain things that later were corroborated when the documentation was released and 
I can't, you know, we can't say for sure that what they say happened to them did, but some of them sound awfully credible, and they're able to, to pinpoint names and dates and places that were later corroborated by serious researchers, not just conspiracy hmm. people. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. I've been in contact with someone via email who remembers being ritually abused, but she can't remember enough uh, to determine whether it was through this the years, you know, were the same and um, the location was the same as some of the institutions that were involved, but she said she has so many different memories about what happened. She doesn't know which ones are real. Now, that alone also adds to this because a lot of these Mm. children have their minds split into different altered personalities. So they may have Mm -hmm. multiple memories of, of some... It's so hard, but, you know... We know it happened, so some of these people hmm. that are talking may very well have been the tre- the real deal. Exactly, exactly. But what yeah. I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that they weren't being turned into super soldiers. They were just like poor victims who live in, you know, uh, Florida. You know, yeah, like there's, that. yeah there's like, a lot of that too. But then again, you know, you're talking <laughs> about another form of mind control abusing, you know, children. <laughs> and, oh, don't tell. You tell them and it kill your parents. What a fantastic method to change the behavior of a child and get them to do what you want, using the fear that their parents are going to be killed or harmed in some way. Hmm. <clears throat> what was that? The conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Now that I think yeah. of it, Larry, didn't we kind of decide to do this because we were talking about cults? Why does that? I think that was part I mean, of it. That and, well, there's I a know. big there's a big chapter on the cults. I was going to ask Larry this because it's, uh, it's this is a direct yeah. quote from the book. This is a direct quote. It says a cult can even be a group of people who worship turtles. Is that true? Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know. <laughs> I know. I'm being. I'm being. I'm being facetious. To a certain extent. <laughs> well, no. But but you. That's. I mean. It's, it's true, very much. And and really, if you think about it, and this is going to probably be wholly unpopular for me to say, but I'll say it anyways. Nice. Damn the political correctness. Uh, the vast majority of people in this world are in a cult, if you think about it. Religion. Yeah. Is religion yeah. not one of the, the biggest cults that there is? Absolutely. Yeah. Organized no, it's a, religion. Absolutely, yeah. it's a more accepted, uh, organized version. But what's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference? So, yeah. There, yeah, but no, going back, Marie, to what you said, yeah, I think um, I'm, I've, I've been sitting here racking my brain trying to figure out what made us decide to write this book. So why did we do and it? I think it was do. that, and it was, yeah, it, but it was also because there's not a lot of information that's out there. The Most of the stuff that we've seen when we were kind of coming up with ideas of what to write next was more conspiratorial oriented and less kind of factual, mm-hmm. and I think that was one of the, the main reasons, too, Tim, that we wanted to write a book like this was that we wanted to actually provide some a little bit of, of truth as well as uh, cover some of the conspiratorial angles of it. I mean, there is obviously conspiratorial portions of the book. A lot of the things, yeah. actually most of the we book could be potentially considered conspiratorial, but, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factually proven things in there as well. There's, yeah, and also, it runs the gamut the, of different, yeah, like, and the like whole I said, surveillance, awesome. The whole surveillance thing, you know, is... is Yeah. We had to include that. Well, first of all, you know, Larry can talk a little bit about what he knows about that, but it's also 
that this is such a part of our day-to-day life, and it is a form of keeping people in line, scaring them, altering their behavior, keeping an eye on people, and when they get out of line, you know, putting them back in line. So I remember we really wanted to include that, too. I mean, we could have written a yeah. book out of each of these chapters, but um, we wanted yeah, it to be yeah. sort of really comprehensive, yeah. Well, that's hey man, you guys do that with all your books. I still I still reference the numbers book all the time. I love that book. Um, well, the next one know, we're doing on so. anal probes will be the most comprehensive <laughs> book ever written on anal probes, and Larry's already doing tons of yeah. in the field research and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I saw that on a movie that they aired on uh, a couple days ago down in Mexico. Oh, oh, well, I, I thought you were going to say, let's deliver <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> kind of a documentary. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, I do. I love the stuff on cults in the book because it's like, I find cults to be so fascinating and creepy. Oh, me and, too. Uh, gaunt, I know. In a lot of ways, you know. They're not, they shouldn't be fun because like a lot, uh, not a lot. A few of the men with people, all of them dying, you know. Let's be honest. Yeah, only a yeah. few, only, only, only a few end with like a mass, you know, suicide. So you can kind of love cults. I think it's okay. And especially when you get out of <laughs> Yeah, or if you're not crazy. in one. But yeah, that's the two, yeah, if you're out of one, if you're not yeah. in a cult, like a, like a you know, like a scary cult, let's say. Well, you know, like you said about the turtle, they can they can run the gamut from cults that are, are built around, you know, positive thinking and joy and that's happiness true. and let's follow Yogi, you know. Mechaleka High, whatever his name is, and then there's the real well, like diets kind of depends of a cult on the leader. Way. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it speaks, you, you know, know kind of goes to that expression like cult, cult following. <laughs> I think Mark Zuckerberg is the biggest cult leader on Earth, and Facebook is the biggest cult. I mean, in a way, it almost buys into the same descriptions that we have of what what makes a cult that we're all participating. No, he's in like the top of it. He's like the top of an Amway pyramid. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like realize, you know, Amway. That we're selling shit. Yeah, cults are amazing. Like I said. Uh, I know, yeah. I know yeah. years ago, Larry, we talked about writing a book on cults, and we didn't think our publisher would yeah. would go for it. I remember that. Right. Yeah, I find all those all those things interesting. I feel bad for the people that are in the bad ones, but, you know. And the scary part is, think, like, there's probably tons, tons of them out there. Right what do you think of Scientology? What do you think of Scientology, I'm not a fan at all. I did a show on it a few uh, months ago. It, that, that's the did threshold, you? I think, between a good, a good, good, <laughs> like, a good cult and a bad cult. Yeah, so and a really think, sinister right? background. And, you know, what's weird is I was, um, after we wrote the book, I heard a interview with John Travolta, and, I mean, he was going on and on about, how it saved his life, it's the best thing he's ever done, it's helped him be successful. But the thing is, I think when you're in, when you're in there, you really believe the good stuff that you got blinders on. Because some of the other people that have left the cult, Leah Remini, you know, they've talked about what hell it was. So it's just so weird how you, you get those blinders put on you and, well, you know, Larry was saying everybody's in a cult, and, like, I think beyond, well, like, you know, uh, comparing it to religion, um, but I think also you think about it, too, it's like there's a cult sort of, uh, a lot of people with, like, nine-to-five jobs, you know? Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. 
somebody true. leaves the job, it's like they're dead. You don't ever, you know, like you shun yeah. them because it's just <laughs> they're that's human nature. Anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're leaving? Oh, it's not, you know, it's nice working with you. And then they're gone. And it's like six months right. later, you're like, forget all about them and stuff. That is so, so weird yeah. to me that you could build such friendships and then the minute you walk out that door to go to another job, it's like you don't exist. And I never thought about that, but that is true. Yeah. You're like this little time, cult you know? of, you're like the family, like the Manson family. As soon as somebody leaves, you know. You're you're easily replaced by the yep. next person. Right. Wow. You know, you don't shake the you don't shake the tree and cause trouble either, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like it's very very cult like. Um Yeah. Well let me ask you this, 'cause uh this this I need some I need some definitions here. I need some information here 'cause uh this whole section on targeted individuals. Larry, tell me about this. This t- I don't understand this. I'm scared to talk about it because I don't want to become one of these people, <laughs> but I also I also feel like they 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 like have more gallons that the thing where like people think they have a disease right. but it's not. I know that's hey, a hot I, topic because I experienced I, this while I was writing the book. I experienced voice to skull. I will tell you that. But go ahead, Larry. You, you experienced. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, Larry, tell me what is this phenomenon? Because like you guys talk about these groups and places on the internet where people are talking about it, and I'm like, I never even heard of this this uh, this phenomenon. Let's say so. It definitely Which, seems like a new one. What are you asking about? You're asking targeted about targeted in, people? Targeted individuals, that whole subculture. Well, it's it's kind of a unique niche. Uh, they're, to me, paranoid schizophrenics, but that's just my personal opinion to a large extent. I think there's probably more experiential evidence that maybe that's not the case, but they are people that literally walk through life with tinfoil hats on. I believe that the majority of Oh, that of is the so not true. I'm going to disagree with that. That's <laughs> they are folks that that think that that the government or the new world order or whatever under infrastructure you want to believe in today somehow is targeting these people. Whether it is via uh, brainwave manipulation, I've read accounts where people believe that there are thoughts being beamed directly into their head. Uh, the um, oh, the guy that shot Reagan, what was his name? Uh, Hinkley. Yeah, well, yeah. that's shooter. Uh, Hinkley actually yeah. believed that yes, that he was he was being directed to do that, and there are many people that believe that they are being fucked with, for lack of a better word, by the government. They're they're hearing sounds. They're they're being aggravated and annoyed by noises in their head that no one else can hear. Uh, and and my question though, and I I know Marie doesn't agree with my my opinion on this, but my question is, why are these people so special? Or why do they feel that they're so special to elicit this extraneous treatment from the government? Why is it that they are they believe that they are targeted? Yeah. And I'm really curious about that. What A is so great about no these clue. folks that, that make them? They I have what? The, uh, I mean, a lot Sorry. of them have no clue. Well, my entry into this was through V2K Voice to Skull, which I had heard about but never really paid attention to because I, you know, wasn't writing a book on it. Um, but this is technology that's been around since the early 60s. It's called the microwave auditory effect. Right. It's patented. It's been, yeah. you know, it's it's real. And basically yeah. what they can do is they can pulse uh, tones, clicks, signals, and they've even right. managed to come up with right. words and phrases into somebody from a remote location. Now there's How far a, away, though? About, 
I don't know. I don't know. But let me uh, tell you. It ha- no, it actually, no, not, not, a, not a far distance. <laughs> Marie, well, you no, know I what that was initially designed for, right? Okay. Um, yeah. It was. Do you, remember, do you guys remember back in the 80s? The, the, uh, I don't think, maybe it was Sony that made them. Those bone conduction Walkman. You wore these headphones around your, your neck. You didn't put them up your ear, but the sound vibrated through your collarbone, and your uh, brain would actually pick up the yeah, gross the vibrations. Yeah, but you, you don't remember those? This, they were no, I do. I take it they were popular. Way back, this actually was part of a huge program to use microwave pulses and microwave radiation yeah. to change yeah. the behavior of soldiers on the battlefield and. A lot of the people right. that claim to be targeted individuals, and I, I know several that I think are absolutely credible. One is a man who uh, worked for a law school who was a whistleblower whose family is now on the verge of death, and there are pictures, and, you know, he he used to do YouTube videos. He's now so sick he can't even do those anymore. So I followed a lot of these stories. Some of them sound like, yeah, whatever. Some of them sound yeah. legit. Um, but okay, so maybe, when maybe you're I, sort of arguing that, like, you know, a small percentage or, yeah, you know, I see what you're saying. Well, it's part of a non-lethal weapon, you know, campaign that's been going on for decades. And there are very specific things that these TIs claim. And a lot of them have yeah. pictures. Right. And I'm not saying they're all, but but here's the creepy thing. So when I, we're, you know, when we're writing that part of the book, I was living in a different location. I was living at the top of a hill where I nope. got, like, Killer ham. I have. A, I'm a ham radio operator. I got killer ham radio uh, reception, killer phone. You know everything. Yeah. For about two months, I started to get pulses and tones in my head. I went to the doctor several times, and it wasn't tinnitus. These these were measured out pulses or tones, and I yeah. had been learning Morse code. And I was able to figure out that it, some of it sounded like Morse code. And it went on for about two months, all hours of the day and night, to the point where I was going to the doctor feeling like I was going crazy. And I, I had yeah. a friend that yeah. you know knew about this, and I called and I said, I don't know what's going on. And then I started to, when I was sitting at my desk, get heat pulses up my feet into my legs. And I thought, great, now Jesus. I have MS. Yeah, went to the doctor. Larry, I know I told you this. Um, well, anyway, so I don't know what happened, but as uh, soon as I moved actually. from that location, now I live in a little on a golf course down in a valley area where I don't get reception for anything. It, it yeah. It's only happened like once or twice since. But I was actually able to get some letters as it was happening because I know like the real simple Morse code letters, not the more complicated ones. Yeah, and yeah, I thought, yeah. I wonder if somebody's fucking with me. And so I started talking to some of the people and saying, why do you think they're doing this to you? Now, maybe a handful knew that, you know, my dad worked for the for DARPA or whatever. And my dad, by the way, worked for DARPA for 15 years. Um, or, you know, I, I'm a whistleblower, blah, blah, blah. But the vast majority said they just felt like they were being messed with. And I thought, yeah, that would make sense. If they're guinea-pigging this technology, then nobody's going to yeah. know why they're targeted. So, again... I don't know, but this is patented technology that's been around since the early 60s, and they can do it. And do you guys remember Paranormal State, the show, the TV show? No. God. Unfortunately. Yeah, why, do you, why are you mentioning that trash? 
this 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 <laughs> blew me away. I did not know this, and another radio host told me this, and I I was like, oh my god, I never. And I went and looked it up. It's like you've got to be kidding. Well, apparently one of their promotional campaigns, I think it was in New York City, involved um, what do you call them? Where people sit for the bus, you know, those fawning bus bench kind of things that yeah, had yeah. speakers that had these weird speakers built in, and people would oh, walk they played like ghost sounds, and they would hear in their heads, <laughs> watch paranormal sake. I, I was like, no, you're you're bullshitting me. But this, you know, they figured out how to do this for advertising purposes. Now, granted, they could only do it to the people who were passing by that particular location. So they figured out, you know, how to at least transmit into somebody that was maybe, I don't know, 100 yards away or less. That blew me away. Right. So this is technology that's available. I mean, you know, it, it's there. Whether that happens so now to every me time- or... Every time we have to go to the bathroom, we're going to be bombarded with shit in McDonald's. It's like, try the try the try the new McNugget. But you know what? Yeah, if you think good. about the future of mind control, it's going to be done by remote control, and it's going to go directly where it needs to go. We've got the technology. Uh, what was the uh, Jose Delgado? Was it the doctor that um, was able to change the behavior of a, a bull using remote control? That was yeah, that what? story's that's in the book. That's crazy. Yeah. So we know this yeah. stuff exists. I mean, yeah, I know Larry. Larry is the more skeptical, but I think I'm in Larry's camp people. on this actually, um, with the targeted individuals. I got to give you kudos, Larry. That was a you hardcore talk fucking to some answer. Of them, you know, you got to talk to some of them though. And the well, thing is, is the technology I, is there. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, you know, I'm Marie, with Larry. I, I think that there, I think there may be some legitimate cases, but I think the vast majority of these people are paranoid schizophrenics. I really do. Well, I, mean, I think it's not just that the profile they might is. want attention. You know, I think it's well, everybody wants attention. That too. But I think there are some that are legit. You know, they're being messed with. And if they work well, for the jump. government or they have a family member that do and they, they did do something they shouldn't have done, what a wonderful way to drive them slowly crazy to keep them from talking about it. Uh, no, you're you're missing, but you're missing a very, uh, a more important piece than that. Why would you spend the resources? And I'm just going to ask, why would you spend the resources? Let me play devil's advocate, I guess. Why would you spend the resources, the time, the the energy, the effort to yeah. fuck with someone? Manpower. When our government is is well known for how do you know just government, Larry? Please, Larry, law enforcement has this technology. They've got non-lethal weapons. How uh, do you know it's just the, ple- the uh, yes. government? Oh, is, so yeah. it could True. just be, yeah, it could just be like some some yokel who's uh, who's a cop who has access to that shit and finds out, you know, some no. sleeping well, with there actually, you know, yeah, there actually brain, some, brain no. right, there were actually some no. cases of no, PIs no, no, who no. said they knew it was someone trying to mess with them that they knew, somebody they knew personally. Okay, the, the technology now, is there. Fucking there. Someone, now? Well, but but it, it's not. That's the thing. That type of technology that we're talking about is so advanced to be able to beam high frequency sound. Yeah, you can't go down to Radio Shack and get this shit. So it's not. But we like, don't you know that. You can't go down to Walmart. Larry, you this don't stuff. know that. But this stuff. This stuff started okay, in the 1960s. I, I do, though, to a certain Can extent. you imagine it, it might how have. much more I, advanced it's become? 
yes, I think, let me jump well, in here. Because I think what Larry. Let's see what the future let, holds. <laughs> oh, God. No, I mean, we have what, what I think Larry is saying, what I'm saying is that it's, you, they may have all the parts and shit at Radio Shack to build some kind of thing to mess with with uh, with somebody, but it's like I don't, I couldn't. You can't go down to Best Buy and go, I need a gun that shoots pulses at a dude's head, right? And just right. drives him bonkers because he's bonking my wife. No, See you would have to there? be quite the genius. Doesn't have the access to that stuff. And you don't know that. I, I mean, and, and I can say this, I do because of my what I do for Yeah, but Larry, I you're you're that. not involved in every level of law enforcement and every uh, level no, of the highest forms of government. Absolutely not. No, that is true. I would never claim claim that to be the case. Absolutely not. But I can tell you in all of my experience at all levels that I've been involved in, that would require a that would require a conspiracy of, of infinitesimal amount. I mean, you you would have to have such. Um, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see how that would happen. That the government, whether it's local government, state government, federal, whatever, has better things to do than fuck with people. All yeah, right. but that's not necessarily true. I think their number one goal is to try to control the populace with the most subtle, invisible ways possible, rather than go to everybody's door and take their guns, why not use some form of non-lethal technology? Look, the LIDA, which pulses electromagnetic frequencies and makes people go to sleep right. on the battlefield, that's been around since the 80s. So why do we think well, here's that in this. Like how about this? How about, like, how about this, though? How come we don't, you know, where, where was that shit in Baltimore like a couple of weeks ago? You know, if, if they have these how do you know, this weaponry, how do they're going to someday that? turn on us. Like, wouldn't that yeah. have happened now? I mean, it's crazy. No, but how but do you know they use that it? wasn't inciting it? How do you know somebody wasn't inciting all of that? You don't. And for the you record, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that yeah, they, ha that they mean, should that have. What I'm suggesting is, like, we didn't see any. They're still using rubber bullets on people if they have all this crazy... Weaponry and shit. Where the where, well, where, where I mean, is it? What are they waiting seen, for? We've to turn seen uh, what is it? The LRAD, the noise uh, weapons. We've seen that stuff used in right. the LA riot. Yeah. So they have it, but okay. you might want to ask yourself the question: When it's not used, why? <laughs> you know, is it being is something being used to incite people? I, you know what? I don't know. All I know is what I experienced was really creepy. I went to my doctor several times. It stopped after a while. I was perfectly healthy. And I heard Morse code in my head. Now, maybe somebody who lived near me was doing Morse code and my brain just happened to sink in on that right frequency. That could have been it, too. But I just thought it was a right, little so, coincidental that, you know. It is. It is. And and I, I wouldn't downplay your experience, but I think there are other possible explanations as well. Here's one. And I'm just going to throw this out as a, as a really far-reaching, broad conspiracy in a way, maybe this is this is what's happened. Do you have any fillings? Do you have any metal uh, or amalgam fillings in your mouth? I think no, I have not, one. A cap. No. Does a cap count? A cap count. Well, if it if it's metalized, if it it's, has a, it's a metal cap, a metal yeah, base it's or, a metal cap. Yeah. Yeah, Marie, do you? I don't think so. I, I never know. had a filling. I never when had... I was little, well, my baby teeth, but not my adult teeth. I don't think so. No. Mm -mm. I haven't had cavities okay. left. Okay. So her mind is safe, but mine's, mine's, I, mine, mine is... Well, but I mean, you know well, what? We invest aluminum. We have aluminum running through our bloodstream and in our brain. So that's, yes, we do. 
and your we food, drink dude. water that contains various yeah, exactly. uh, metals and halides and stuff. So, so who knows what's in there? You know, Marie, we've written about we've written many times about how the body physiologically and the brain physiologically acts as as, as a big radio, right? What if, and I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm just throwing this out there. What if your next door neighbor was practicing for his his uh, his tech exam? Very well could have been. He had an overpowered amp or something, and your body was just receiving that energy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's the case. But I mean, it I'm just saying there. But this technology has ways to skin the cat. So we know that it exists. So somebody's uh, going to be testing it at some point, yeah. It, and the thing is, is there was one case exist, that was but, where the gentleman and his family, you know, the, I mean, they literally took their case to the Supreme Court um, through Houston, through the mm-hmm. state court, then they went to the federal court. So there are people that really feel like they're being, uh, he had all the hallmarks of microwave uh, damage to the skin. I'd like to think maybe, bones, too, that, you know, Here's, a, here's sort of like a hopeful note, and just maybe it's just also like, even if they can do this stuff to people, uh, that there's some that, that at some point there's a breakdown where they're like, yeah, we could do it to people, but either we shouldn't or we could really probably get in a shitload of trouble if we did. You know what I mean? Where it's like they can't like just make all these protesters go to sleep using some kind of beam thing because that next thing you know there'd be congressional hearings and the people well, that did then, it would yeah. like... Well, then you have people say, you know wait a saying? second. So it's, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, so I mean, the, you know... We know the technology is there. That we have been able to prove. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I agree with Larry. The yes. rest of it is conjecture. Um, I I think I feel a little more pro because I talked to some of the people and I didn't think that they were bullshitting me the way that I felt a lot of people in the paranormal field bullshit me when they say that they're, you know, they've seen ghosts and demons and they need an exorcism. Oh, believe me, yeah, I mean. Thing. But, but I think a lot of people, like Larry said, they're either mentally ill or they're seeking attention and Larry and I both know that that attention seeking is present whether it's the conspiracy field ufology or the paranormal you have to watch out for these people sometimes they're really slick can I be fooled by them sure sure but I love that chapter I have to tell you I think (laughs) that was a really fun chapter to write And then the the um, surveillance yeah. stuff too, because now you're getting into technology yeah. that we we know we have, but it's like what provable stuff is going to bring? Yeah, right. and it's like yeah. if they could do this 50 years ago, what are they going to be able to do to us in five years? The way technology progresses, but yeah, but I, I, I love need... this. I mean, I I think this is great because. There are a lot of things in this what? book that have been documented, but the rest of it, you've got to go on your gut or you've got to try to figure out whether somebody's bullshitting you or not. And, yeah, because you don't know what's going on in someone else's mind. That's the that's the right. that's the thing. Now I need I gotta circle back here because I need some definitions and clear some things up. I was confused by there's three things that happen that people do. Uh, some of this is in the targeted individuals thing, and another one is uh, from the uh, more sort of uh, psychological thing. But the, the, what is this mm-hmm. gang stalking and street theater? What are the what are these things that okay. they're Okay, well, those are just, yeah, those are fancy terms. I guess a lot of these people report that they'll be walking, you know, downtown or whatever, and there'll be a group of people following them every place they go, and they'll hear their name being called out. So they're like, you know, I don't know these people, and or that Do these they run people away are. Or... 
But it's just, you know how you could be stalked by one person? It's basically being stalked by a group of people. I think it gets a little more elaborate. I mean, there's some people that claim that they think some of the things that they witness when they're at the grocery store or whatever are literally set up to freak them out or scare them or intimidate them. Now, you know, have I ever seen that? No, I've been stalked, but only by one person at a time. Um, but never by a group of people. But that's what those terms mean. They're just sort of... Yeah, okay. I kind of had a feeling know. that's what they meant. It's insane. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, I mean, the gang stalking, you think, oh, they're it's being just stalked by, life, by the Crips and the Bloods. <laughs> but no, it's just being you know, stalked by a group of crazy. people and hearing your name or hearing, like, your name of your mother or your child being called, oh, said, so that you're like, oh, my God, these people know me, but I don't know who they are. And why do they keep following me from you know, place to place. And what a wonderful way to psychologically intimidate the hell out of somebody. Why it's being done, that's the deeper story, you know? Honestly, it sounds completely unbelievable. So I hope it doesn't happen to me. But it's... It's called having an overactive imagination. (laughs) And and the street street theater thing, you know, that's just life. Things happen. You can't ascribe that to like... Well, it's a very specific way that (laughs) something is set up. Like, for example, if I were to go to the grocery store and a bunch of people were to suddenly start talking about mind control and people that write books and I hear their, their... uh, you know, so if people were starting to talk about right in front of me as a group things that directly related to me or my child or something personal that I, you know, maybe didn't tell a lot of people. Okay, about. that's creepy. Yeah, yeah that's it's going to freak right. you out. Mm-hmm. I've never had that okay, happen. I thought, I, but yeah, that's no, just not, not people talking claim. about me. All right. No, See, I thought it was no, more just like know. some dude spills his coffee on someone else, and you know, they get into an argument, and you're like, that was meant for me to see because. <laughs> That's uh, just obnoxious, (laughs) clumsy people. Yeah, I mean, we're just, you know, we're writing about what people report. We can't say for sure if it's true or not, but I'm not going to go on record of saying that they're not, that they're all lying. I think probably some of them are legitimately being harassed because, you know, they know something. There's a lot of uh, journalists that have been killed or suicided in the past for things that they knew, and who knows? The people that don't know why, they feel like they're guinea pigs. They're just being tested on. Maybe this is the new MK Ultra. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? It's just like we told you, officer. There's a religious cult in there that plans to commit mass suicide when the meteor shower starts. You're listening to Banal of America Audio. Attention, cult people. Do not commit mass suicide. There are so many reasons not to kill yourselves. Flowers, for instance. And back rubs. What is gaslighting? What is what is gaslighting? Uh, I've heard it everywhere in the last few years. Yeah, that's now that's something it, it that I've experienced many times. But, you know the old movie Gaslight. I forgot who the big stars were. I'll have to look it up. From the fifties, um, it was about a woman whose husband was slowly trying to drive her crazy by mm-hmm. he would move things and say, "Oh no, no, no! I didn't move those. You didn't. You must have moved them." And she, you know or lights would go on and off, or the stove would be left on, that he left on, and then he would say, oh, honey, I didn't do it. It's a slow process of driving someone crazy by making them think they're doing things that you're doing, Hmm. and you're projecting the blame onto them. And it came from that movie, and the funny thing is, is so we're doing all the narcissism and 
sociopath and psychopath research and gaslighting is huge. It is a huge part of driving somebody crazy because once you do that, you weaken their resolve, you weaken their faith in themselves, you weaken their ability to make a decision or trust themselves, and then you've got them. They're under your control. Right. Yeah, it's scary. I'm trying to remember who was in the movie. Yeah, it was way before Larry and I was born. That was uh, Ingrid Bergman. Thank you. And who was the guy? Do you remember the guy? The the bad guy? Kevin Bacon? Uh, (laughs) Kevin Bacon. No, it was... What did you say? Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Kevin Bacon. (laughs) I I don't think Kevin Bacon was around then. No. I don't think... I'm going to Google it. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it, and it was creepy. It made me, it made me really. Antsy yeah, and that's like manage. stuff that people do to each other, all you know, in relationships. Oh yeah, and things like yeah. that. That's one of those manipulative yeah. tactics that you have to be on the lookout for. That's I could name people that have done about. it to me, <laughs> but I don't want to get in trouble for Charles yeah, Blair. I mean, you know, oh, was it Charles Blair? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Angela. 1944. Yeah. Oh yeah, you mentioned it in the book now that I remember. Yes, yeah. I'm remembering it yeah. now. Angela I think because Angela Lansbury. Yeah, because when I remember yeah. reading it, and I yeah. was like, "What? What?" Because yeah. she's like evil in yeah. the book. I think. Yeah. Systematic psychological manipulation. She's evil in Manchurian. Change things. Yeah, right. I love that movie. Oh my god, both of them—the one with Frank Sinatra and the one with Denzel Washington. Those, those movies are creepy. Yeah, really creepy. Mm-hmm. And those are based on the Korean War brainwashing that our POWs claimed that they underwent, became a part of MK Ultra, and you know the idea that you well, get a phone call or a trigger word that sends you into one of your uh, your assassin mode. I mean, that's all part of what came burrito. out of the MK Ultra exposure. Burrito would be mine, huh? Gas station burrito. Burrito. And Larry, it's you're like the film Naked Gun. Yeah. Yeah, it would. No, Larry's having flashbacks. Yeah. Having flashbacks. Anyway, oh, so I'm sorry. What what are you sorry about? Because I made Larry flashback to his cult days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think I think he'll survive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on here? Disinformation, misinformation. We just you know it's, yeah. we live in an we information age. We saw that the age. other night. <laughs> We saw that at the exactly. Roswell Flycast, though, didn't we? Exactly. It's like yeah. they, they say we're in the information age, but half the shit's fucking misinformation, and, and, you know, a quarter of it's disinformation, and maybe, you know, they yeah. can parse out the last quarter how you want. But it's like we're, Rumor, we're living propaganda. in a sea of, of, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally, I mean, Larry leans more towards an outright hoax, I think. Or least, What's this? You know, the Roswell thing? The Roswell slide, but I think it's a, oh, that's total bullshit. I'm talking about just the. Yeah. I'm just talking oh. about the media in general nowadays. This information. Oh, I know, but like that was this. like such a good example of how people jumped on the bandwagon for something that was so full of bad information, planted information, and and hoax. But yeah, I mean, you really can't turn on the news and get the news. It's gotten oh. so bad. It's oh. all advertised driven. Um, you know, the corporations Damn. that the corporations literally own the news channels and so whatever you're seeing is gonna to be to their spin and and Well, you know what I think's happening is that you know, we talk we've talked uh on the show, the three of us a lot about reality and stuff like that and it's like up until 
you know, maybe, I don't know, a generation ago, I guess, you know, or so, uh, there was this, there was only like five channels. There was like barely any media and everything. So they could control yeah. you and they sort of could shape reality. And now everybody has their own sort of individual reality because of this like individualized age we live in. Um, and and yeah, it's like, that's probably a big part of the same. chaos of the world. Yeah, but you know what? All those channels are still owned by the same five entities, you know? Oh, exactly. So uh, I guess on the big on the big issues, they still drive people. But it's like people. It's I, I feel like there's sort of just this more independent thinking nowadays. Well, with the internet, it or not. I think I mean, social networking. Yeah. Although I think with or social independent perspectives because, that might be a better way to put it, like an independent perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, they need something to or fill even, all those new channels, <laughs> all the new cable yeah, exactly. channels. And, Direct TV channels, but then you know, it's like even social networking. You're 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 going to get uh, alternative news, but you're also going to get alternative crap. So you have yeah, to pick a lot choose. of a lot of alternative crap. Lots yeah. of alternative crap. Yeah, Marisa Marisa Maven on Facebook. I haven't. Uh, I, you know, you don't come don't up, you don't come up day, as often, Larry, but she posts all the time. It's crazy. You know, my absolute favorite post today was my shark picture. I am so proud of that. I am so proud of my shark picture. Did you write that caption? Yeah. That was good. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, God, if I don't don't post at a certain time, people private message me, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, God. But the thing is, is I work at home and I'm writing and I'm lonely and I'm in solitude writing. So that's... Every now and then I go on and I get to goof around for ten minutes and then I go back to writing and um, yeah, but my God, there were a couple of days where I just didn't feel like saying anything and I got so many texts. Are you all right? What happened? Um, nothing. I'm spending time with my son. Oh, I didn't see you on Twitter or Facebook. It's like, oh my God, I've created a monster. Here's what I don't like. I just was on your page, Larry. You're you're more like me. You post sort of on occasion, but not all the time. But, but uh, what irritates me about uh, this sort of new age we live in is like uh, it's like this press release culture. It's like you have yeah, to, right. you know, right. Robin Williams shoots yeah, himself. It's exactly. like you have to go yeah. on and be like, Robin Williams touched me in ways you wouldn't believe when I saw Patch Adams, and it's just a great loss <laughs> for the community. It's like. <laughs> You have to do it. You're like socially obligated. If you don't say anything, you're like, I know. Oh, you People dick. go, what's wrong? You feel like a dick. That's how I am. You know, I'm like, oh, should I say something about Ronald Lantine? It's like, oh, no, this is annoying. I like Larry. Larry, your thoughts. You probably share the same annoyance I have with that kind of thing, right? I don't know. Larry and his brother post some really good stuff. No, no, no. I just mean how you have to, like, re- react to shit all the time. It's like, why do I have to, why, oh, why yeah. do I have to have a reaction? It's like, yeah. Jesus, you don't need my opinion on, on the Oscars. It's, it's a <laughs> cult. I told you, it's a cult. It's become very addicting. I admit to that, too. You know, I have to stop myself sometimes. Like, oh, my God, get get your ass back to work. You have so many deadlines. What the hell are you doing? Um, it, I think it's, it's more my own, I guess, in a way. I don't, I'm not, I do. I feel bad, Marie, because now I'm saying, you know, because you you post a lot. It's not it's not a slight on you. I think I'm it's like the feeling that you have to obligation. It's the feeling that you have to, you know. It's a yeah, social pressure. I, I understand what you're 
yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Like, oh, my God, I haven't posted today. I need to find something to say. So every now and then I'll get up in the morning and say, I have nothing to say. And then, oh, maybe something will come to me later. Right. But I'm Italian. I'm from New York. I can't stop talking as it is. So for me, that kind of expression is very natural. But, you yeah. know, I think, Larry, I think you're a little more laid back, a little more collected, cool. I am. I mean, I, I try to post maybe once a day. But, you know, I, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I mean, I understand the importance of it as an author and as a public figure. Yeah, yeah. But to me, there, there's there's just an aspect of it that's just mind your own fucking business. I mean, it's like everyone posts their dirty laundry on it, and, and it's like it's become like this, this big, gigantic billboard where people throw their shit up on it. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same thing. That's why I avoid Twitter completely. I think Twitter is, is very narcissistic. Most I know Marie loves it, but most of the posts that I've seen on, on Twitter, people are, oh, I'm driving through Starbucks. I'm taking a dump. Um, you know, well, it depends yeah. on who you, you really follow. Self-important. It depends on who you follow. Well, exactly. I mean, I follow all the writers and stuff, so I can it tell does. them about our books and our radio shows. And it's great because I've gotten yeah. so many people saying, I'm going to go buy your book. Oh, I'm going to listen to you. Oh, I want to, you know, I think for promotion, Twitter is awesome. That's what I do on Twitter. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. But I think but the vast Facebook majority of people so that use social networking, they're not. They don't uh-huh. use social networking for the same purposes that you and me for do. For a business purpose, they're using yeah, it to so. tell people that they're taking a dump, that that they're going through the Starbucks, and that they're you know. Or here's my scrambled egg. To broadcast, yeah, yeah like social broadcasting. Right. What you guys are doing right. is social networking. What they're doing is just like. But you know, but, you know, but here's vanity. the awesome thing about that, and and I know we've kind of veered off track. So here's my sly way of getting <laughs> we back on do. track. Oh, nice. Uh, the the data that is captured by Facebook is unreal oh, God. as far as the outlook into individuals' lives. That is just oh, yeah. an awesome thing. So what the government is able to utilize and other uh, marketing for marketing purposes and surveillance purposes, the data that's mined from Facebook, I mean, it's a gold mine. A gold Larry, mine. is there more do you think for post consumer? On a daily basis. But do you think it's more what for like a consumer-oriented thing to sell you stuff with ads, or do you no, think it's absolutely not. you know no. keeping track of our no, behavior? Is, yes, it's it's for behavioral modeling and predictive behaviors. So there is a really? tremendous amount of information that yes that is gleaned from Facebook. Have you ever noticed when just out of the clear blue you'll see something on the right hand side that'll pop up saying, "Do you happen to know this person?" Or, friends that yeah, you may know yeah. or something, and it's like someone that you know, but it's maybe from like 50 years ago that you haven't talked right, to and you know they're dead. Like, right. How the fuck did they even know? Oh, yeah, that, how the fuck did they even know that I knew that person? You know, there there is a very intricate social uh, network or a very intricate algorithm, social fabric, right? I would say. Algorithm. Uh, yeah, algorithm. That, uh, Facebook utilizes <laughs> to, to build uh, the connections between people. And the government is able to mine that information, and I mean it, it's it's beautiful. It, it's more perfect than if you would go down to a police station and admit to every crime that you've done, because all they have to do is check Facebook and see where you were, what you did, yeah. what you posted about, and right, they're exactly. able to create predictive models. And I mean, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic surveillance tool. Well, I've seen now that like people who are like you know they file for disability or whatever, and then they get their shit yeah. cut off because they're, they're on Facebook and they're like, "Give yeah, me yeah, man. <laughs> there, there's been murders that have been solved via Facebook. There's all kinds of robberies and burglaries that have been solved via Facebook. Missing persons. 
any type of crime that you could possibly imagine, there has been yeah. there has been a resolution to because of idiots posting shit on their on their billboard to the world. Yeah. Larry, let me ask you a question. Now, I know this is your field. Do you think that Mark Zuckerberg no, allows allowed. this for because he thinks it's a good thing? Do or I think he allows? Who? Don't talking about Zuckerberg? Yeah. Well, he has uh, to approve this they have type choice, of surveillance, doesn't he? No. Ah, no, I doubt it. Don't. They can probably just tap no. into it like you steal really? someone's Wi-Fi. Okay. Probably. Uh, well, so he may not no, even not know exactly it's done. There, there are... No, no, yes and no. All right, so there are... Okay, go ahead. I'll let you talk. Okay. We'll yeah, get... we're all talking at the same time here. Larry, the uh, stage is yours. Fire away, buddy. There's all right, applause. Well, I, yeah. I'm trying to think where to go with this. Do I, do I go into Patriot Act? Do I go into FISA? I mean, there's a lot how of... How are we, we being under surveillance? I think, you know, party. how are we... Well, okay, yeah. so, so Who's the NSA... I'll just give you kind of a quick... Okay, let Larry go now. The, the NSA has compacts with basically every Internet provider in the country. Every level, every backbone provider, every fiber provider, everyone that is a, a, a long-haul provider of Internet service, they are tapped in at the CO level. So the NSA basically has packet-level access to every Internet-connected device in America. Think about that for a minute. Every Internet-connected device. My garage door is Internet-connected. My house is Internet-connected. My computers, my tablets, all of my devices – now imagine that across the entire country, every single person that has an internet account or is on the internet. So the NSA has, because of this amount of this huge amount of data that flows in, they in fact back uh, I think it was 2009, 2010, they just created this, or they just opened this this huge surveillance center in Utah, and they built this as as a gigantic data warehouse. Now there was a term that. Uh, probably neither of you are familiar with because I know I sure wasn't, uh, and it is a Yottabyte. You know what a Yottabyte, Y-O-T-T-A byte is? Y-O-T-T-A? No, I don't know what that is. Yeah, Y-O-T-T-A. A Yottabyte? Okay, so there's, no, it's, it's a word. It's B-Y-T-E? Y-O-T-T-A. Okay. Y-O-T-T-A-B-Y-T-E. B-Y-T-E. All right, so... Yottabytes. So yep, the amount of data, first of all, that flows into the NSA that they're able to look at on a daily basis is almost 30 petabytes of data a day. Okay. So what that actually means, a Yottab- this, this facility that they built has the capability to store a zillion Yottabytes. And a Yottabyte is there's a thousand gigabytes and a terabyte, a thousand terabytes and a petabyte, and a thousand petabytes and an exabyte. A thousand exabytes, yeah, in a zettabyte, in a thousand zettabytes, in a yettabyte. So you can't even express how much data that that is. I mean, the amount of storage is is you you can't even understand how much that is. Yeah. I mean that that is you can't go into Walmart and buy those hard drives. I mean that is just a phenomenal phenomenal amount of data. So all of this stuff flows into these NSA to the NSA data center into surveillance centers throughout the country and it is it's basically it's stored it's data warehoused it's held and when there is an investigative need for whatever reason whether it is via warrant or a warrantless reason uh, that data is mined and they're able to go through and they can look at audio uh, recording so every audio conversation you make or that you you have whether it's cell phone landline 
uh, VoIP, whatever, uh, any type of Internet communication whatsoever, uh, which is web-based, Skype, um, email, instant message, anything that you do over the Internet is captured in that as well. Any type of, of anything really involving the Internet or any type of electronic transport mechanism, they have access to and they have it stored on a daily basis. So whether, even if you're not a suspect in a crime, you're not linked to any type of a domestic terrorism case or whatever, your information is still stored out on the government cloud, yeah. um, only to be utilized after at a later purpose if necessary for an investigative need. So now plug Facebook into that and plug social networking to, into that. So now do you not only have every form of communication basically monitored and recorded and captured, but you also have the ability to um, take that data and create patterns based on a variety of things. GPS data mm -hmm. from your cell phone, uh, all the information from Facebook as far as pictures that you post, the foods that you like, the places that you go, the cars that you take pictures of, everything. All of that stuff gets gets basically linked and mapped in this gigantic surveillance um, database. And they're able to build these these very incredible and, and very incredibly accurate models of your travel patterns and where you predictably might go and what you might purchase and where you might go and what you might do. They're able to basically create your persona online in the future. Yeah. Which is I mean that's phenomenal if you think about that. They they know what you're gonna purchase and where you're gonna go and what you're gonna think in many aspects before you even do based on your past history that's recorded. Well let me and let it, me it's oh, go ahead. Scary. Yeah, no, it, it, to yeah. me, it, it, it's an absolutely terrifying thing to think about that. that you know, if, if you make one mistake and fuck up and, and post something or, you know, do you something, can't get a job you delete something. it, yeah. it's not, it, absolutely, it's that there. shit is not gone. Yeah. And if someone has the means and, and the, the motivation to do so, they can mine that data back and, and you can fuck yourself 40 years from when you posted that. Mm -hmm. But I guess let but me just not, play devil's okay. advocate in the sense that you did, Larry, was that... uh you know, it's scary, and then the, somebody like in in you know in the government right now can be reading all my emails and shit and and tracking all my right. Facebook activity and stuff. But it's like, right. do they even have the manpower to to do that to people? Yeah. Like, they they don't have the manpower to do it to like everybody. You know what I mean? So it's like clearly. But go ahead. But no, you're right, Tim, to a certain extent. But within the last ten to fifteen years, there has been a phenomenal increase in the automation capabilities of the of the mining operations. Huh. So the ability to search data uh, through met, through what's called meta tagging and meta um, information that's contained within all of those things has has phenomenally expanded. Yeah. So what used to take maybe 10 or 15 analysts several years ago now takes one person. I mean it, it's yeah. literally a matter of there's you know a couple of programs that put all this stuff together and then one analyst basically that that looks at the information and, and puts the case file together. I mean, it, it is not a, a complicated thing at all. Talking about this, and you were talking about they know what you buy, they know what you eat. So it's not just the government, quote-unquote, that can access this. It's also corporations that want to sell to you as a consumer that can access that data? Well, Are okay, they allowed so they just, to? They buy that no. shit. They buy that shit. They buy it? Yes, they, they buy that. That's, yes, that's... 
yes, that is how um, Amazon and, and Facebook are basically able to perpetuate Stay um, in business. their businesses. Right. It, it's not because Amazon has low pricing. Uh, it's because they recommend other products, so they continue. They get right. to continually buy other. It's kind of like the, the Walmart <laughs> methodology. But um, no. So when the when the um, Patriot Act was passed shortly after 9/11, there was a lot of restrictions that were put in place as far or not restrictions. There were a lot of programs that were put in place as far as um, corporate uh, requirements to comply uh, with NSA. Um, needs law enforcement needs anything of of a of a domestic terrorism uh, requirement anything that was necessary for the investigation and prevention of any type of uh, terrorism or domestic terrorism. So, so the government has access to all of those pieces of information by law. They have access to it. They they don't purchase that information that, that right. is just That's given to yeah. them carte launch because right. of the right. because what was created with with um, the Patriot Act. Now, the other information as far as your purchase-type information and, and more consumer-oriented data, that stuff is sold. But your information is, is not private. It is mined by Google. It's mined by Facebook, Amazon, eBay. Every time you click a link and you, you um, walk, walk through a site, all of that data is compiled and it is sold. And there are companies that specialize in the marketing and the selling of your data, what it is that you're interested in, what por- portions of this website did you go to? What have you purchased in the past? Right. And then they yeah. have very similar technology in that they're able to model predictive behavior as far as what what it is likely that you will purchase in the future. And You'll then they next, will sell right. that information to companies that specialize in that. It's a huge wow. operation, huge money-making operation. Yeah. It's uh, it's spooky stuff. I, th- Demir, yeah. you never heard the story of the guy who, like, he came, like, Ambling into his Walgreens may not have been Walgreens, so don't don't get upset. Walgreens he went into his local drugstore, let's say, and and he was mad because they sent his 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 daughter all this like diaper stuff, and he was like, "Why are you sending these coupons for diapers to my daughter?" And they're like, "Well, she's pregnant," and then he's like, "No, she's oh my not." God, and then no. either she, yeah, and either she either she hadn't told him or she hadn't even known yet based on the shit she was buying. And, oh and my so they, like, God! Yeah, so. That is, I that's never happened. heard that either, but that I'm pretty sure. Me. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure that happened. So they know more about us than we do. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, exactly. It's it's spooky stuff. That's why I don't use those cards and shit. I don't want people knowing if I'm pregnant. Yeah, right. If you're pregnant, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, Thank you. Yeah, that that's what right, I was wondering. Right by. <laughs> most people would probably think, well, it's just the government taking that information, but it, you know, you're constantly being shown ads for things that you just bought or they think you want and I mean that's insane that's insane well it's probably not like it's entirely so true but better. you could almost say that the that the uh that the only people who aren't using all this information are us you know like the people who actually <laughs> provide the info <laughs> there you go yeah so I guess well, we get 15 minutes. oh go ahead see there's a pause oh, no, when you guys stop talking that's why I start talking <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot uh, of no, crosstalk on this episode, but that's, you know, yeah. them's the breaks, as the kids say. Um, yeah, there's like a pause. So it sounds like nobody's talking, and then then somebody's voice cuts in. So. It's all yeah, that was mind-blowing, Larry. Uh, Jeez, thanks a lot. <laughs> 
that's why we have him on here. He's a fountain of information. Now, what's next for you guys? What are you working on? What's the next uh, next, oh next work gosh. from from this dynamic duo? We're gonna we're gonna blow your mind with this one. We have our first novel that we are working on, Ooh. and it should nice. be out in November. And it is called Gridwalkers. And nice. we have a screenplay. We have film interest already, so we have to get the novel done, and then. Next year, we are really diverging from everything we've ever done. And we're doing a book called Bug, Hunting the World's Smallest Terrorists. And it's about viruses and emerging and reemerging diseases and that whole New, scenario. like microbiological stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be the mind wars of the virus and, you know, conspiracy fact. We'll throw it all in there. Nice, nice. You guys should get in touch yeah. with Dr. Tyler Kochong. He's he's in, into a lot of this stuff. I don't know about yeah, microbiology, but he's into brain stuff, brain stuff. Yeah, we're not allowed to start writing that, though, until we get the, the novel done first. The, so, you know what? I mean, we've done right. so much. I don't know, Larry. What else can you think of that we haven't written about that we still might want uh, to paranormal do? Paranormal porn. Well, talking about the the cult there stuff, you, you guys should. I was going to suggest this earlier. <laughs> you should you should write a book about people that get like uh, that like get kidnapped and kept like that thing in Cleveland. I'd like read a I'd read a whole book on all those different stories. I know that is. I don't, so some of you may have already done that, but I would love I would love that. Well, yeah, I think Larry and I are both <laughs> yeah. fascinated by people who disappear, planes that disappear yeah, and are like never that found, vanishing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see, but for now, that's what we got going. Sounds good. Sounds good. Larry, do you still do the ghost hunting? No, not so much. I mean, I, I still, I'm still involved in it, but I'm just so busy. I don't have time to do it. I mean, it, it's one of those things. Once you get the answers that you're personally searching for, it's hard to to make the time to yeah to do it. I mean, life gets in the way. There you go. You've moved on into yeah. a legend slash mentor role. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. You should, dude, steal that, please. Steal that. Legend. Uh, you know, actually, Legend slash mentor. Legend slash yeah. mentor role. You have to have so the slash. Legend and mentor. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'm but worthy you still of have all your equipment. Legend maybe, but... What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know if I'm worthy of the mentor piece of that. I think legend, certainly, but mentor... That's never stopped <laughs> anybody in this field before t- today. Uh, Why? <laughs> I think you've mentored all the people that have come and joined your group actually... and, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't have time to talk about that tonight. Actually, what fraud in the paranormal? Well, oh. we have ten minutes left. I saved I saved ten minutes here for Roswell slides, uh, and if we trickle yeah. over the ninety minutes, we can. So yeah. let's let's we yeah. where can folks can get the book at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever as Henry likes to say, brick brick and mortar bookstores. The few that are still left. Right. Yeah, Mind Wars. Wherever, who's been watching you from the shadows? <laughs> there you go. What's yeah, the website maybe. for you guys? Is it still paraexplorers.com? Yeah, and then LarryFlaxman.com and MarieDJones.com. But, uh, yeah, fraud go. is the big thing right now that we're we're steaming over, not just the Roswell slides, but accusations of stolen valor, falsification of background, and people claiming they went to colleges they never attended, and it's just... Are you talking about Phil and Brogno? Insanity. Uh, he's one of well, he's one of the ones that I've oh, heard others. about. But yeah, there's yeah, because that's like old that news. That's like yeah. old news. Oh no, no, there's. I don't even know who that is. You guys, you guys had the unfortunate responsibility of being on the air when all that went down a couple of days ago with the uh, Roswell slides. Um, yeah. So what was yeah. your? 
What was your reaction to this ridiculous, uh, ridiculous thing? Yeah, I called it from the beginning. I said it was a hoax. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, uh, I said right away, this is bullshit. This smacks of sensationalism. This is no different than the the Ray Santilli audio uh, alien autopsy yeah, bullshit autopsy. several years ago. You know, it's the same crap. Different players, but same crap. Yeah. And you know what really shocks me, and this is, this is really disturbing because I'm actually a member of Ion is that they were either able to convince Edgar Mitchell that this shit was real, or they paid him just an ungodly amount of money to be the figurehead. But he so wasn't it, there, it, Larry. It, me a it was a recorded I know, interview. I know he wasn't. I know he wasn't. Yeah. Exactly. But just the fact that he lent his name to this whole shenanigan really bothers me. Well, no. Isn't I have a lot of respect for the man. Yeah, dude. Isn't yeah. I presume that they like interviewed him for said they were doing a movie about something and then had his for the had him found a release yeah. and now they can yeah now they can use it yeah. you know That's whatever what they I want. Wondering. I didn't even he know he was there. What a letdown, you know? Yeah, I didn't even know he they was showcased. They made people pay. They made people pay hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, or like twelve, thirteen hundred for the best seats in. Uh, Whatever Mexican money, but oh really? I for, I forgot about several hundred dollars yeah. to be there, yep. and then they charged from twenty to like seventy five bucks um, for live stream for people who weren't stream. there. Yeah, it, you know what? And they who, had an now elaborate who is who is they show. though? Now let's let's who is they? Like the dude who had this this do guy who has the slides is or Jaime Massant's like who's you know he there's was, a lot of think, there's a lot of rage yeah. out there. Well, but I'm wondering I think at who. The, um, I think he was the ringleader for the whole thing, but everyone was, yeah, who was in attendance, so. but apparently there's a documentary that has been done, the producers of oh, the documentary. Please. There was an elaborate stage show with a gigantic hologram, and they put so much money oh, into the production, and everybody that was watching right. said by the time the slides came out, it was like, huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Total right. anticlimactic disappointment. So it was a lot of, um, you know, a couple of uh, UFO people that I really respect that were watching said that they presented a lot of information everybody already knew uh, or had yep. heard of. And then yep. by the time the slides came out and people end. saw them, yeah, it was like, well, first of all, one of them, you can't even see what's on it. And the other one, it, right. it looked like a mummy in a museum or like a little yeah. Uh, yeah. display case. It's like, this is not proof. First of all, the people that own the slides are dead, so we don't know what they're, you know, why they saved them. The person who took the slides, dead. We have no clue who took them. We don't even know that they were taken around the same time. It shows a body that's a skeleton. If that was allegedly taken a month after the crash, wouldn't there still be some meat on that body? It, it's just total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh. I posted on my Facebook just a little little bit ago. It's funny we moved into this, but I posted on Facebook. There is uh, some researchers that think that they have found uh, the quote oh, alien in the yeah. Roswell slides. Good. So check my check my Facebook out. It, it's a Egyptian yeah. mummy, and they talk about the uh, there's some some very uh, significant Similar. similarities between the photos and the uh, and the um, the mummy. Well, it's just, so, just, I don't know. You know, the, the whole thing to me just smacks of bullshit. First of all, notwithstanding all of the the um, the monetary piece of this, which I think is ridiculous, the fact that there is absolutely no 
scientific peer review of this is, is yeah. I mean, that's asinine. Well, then you're going to come yeah. out and you're going to say this is absolute proof positive of extraterrestrial life. Well, that's bullshit. I mean, you don't There's have any slides. kind of proven providence. Yeah. You have it's no ridiculous. peer review. All you've got is other UFO, quote, experts that agree and that no it's DNA. an unusual photo. But you, you know. have no, nothing. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing. <laughs> There's a million. There's a million problems with the whole thing. It's like, uh a, a, a picture I, I of an really alien. For the people, who do you feel bad for? No, I, I don't. I don't, I, I don't know really who I feel bad, bad for, for the people that. The people who well, I, I feel really bad for the people that were taken by this. I mean, you know, yeah. um, P.T. Barnum said many years ago, "There's a sucker born every minute," and it, it, it's sad, but it's true that people don't tend to use critical thinking skills as much as they probably should, and they they automatically lunge at the opportunity uh, for something, especially if there's a big name like Edgar Mitchell attached to it. Ooh, it has to be legit. You know, the right. name is attached said to it. it. Is, yeah. There's got to be legitimacy to it. I've barely heard his name attached so, to it, so I didn't know about that. But uh, it's, it's, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, I want it's to just, believe. It's... Right. Yeah, yeah it's, right. there's problems on a whole number of levels with it. It's, uh, you know, no one would... First of all, what good is a picture of an alien from like 60 years ago? It's absolutely useless to getting to, to solving this mystery. So if we anyone is excited body. about it, it's we an need idiot. the DNA. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's Not like problem one, and problem two, like anyone who would find something like that and then charge for it is a shitbag. Right, exactly. I mean, let's just be. Absolutely. Let's just fucking get to the heart of the matter. Like, there's no. Yeah. Whether it's real or not, the picture. Like, just put yeah. it out there, dude. People have died and have spent their lives trying to get to the bottom of this mystery. Don't don't be an asshole and charge people for it. If it's real, you're going right. to make a ton of money on the back end. So what are you worried yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. You are going to cement your name in history forever if it's legit. Right, exactly. But, and, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of big names that were involved in this. Um, Richard Dolan was one. There's a lot of big people in the field that are involved. And I don't know, you know, do they all think that it's bullshit? Do they all think that... It requires maybe further investigation. Don't know. But I have seen, I can't tell you how many posts on Facebook today where people defending this slide, saying that, yeah. oh, this is the greatest thing, you know, this is, and it's like, really? I mean, use a little critical skill. Yeah. A, a little critical thinking skills. I mean, think about what you're saying first based on two blurry, shitty photographs from 40 some odd years ago, 50, whatever it is. Uh, you are going to automatically assume that what you see is the truth. And remember, right, exactly. what you see is not always the truth. Well, I saw like someone posted on Facebook, too, where it was like, well, at the end of the day, maybe it'll get someone to take a closer look. It's like, a closer look yeah. at fucking Roswell? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> right. Uh, let let it go, things, folks. Let it yeah, go. One of the right. things that really bothered me yeah, was that, the criteria that they were presenting for these slides being so important was the fact that when they were found in the case or trunk or whatever, these two slides were separated from a bunch of other slides of New Mexico area, and they were in a little envelope off to the side. So that that means they're of aliens. Maybe the people separated them because they wanted to say, well, this is from one museum we went to, and these are all from other parts. Right. What right. the hell? Exactly. You're, you're making that determination yeah. off of, how the slides were stuck in a box that they were separated, and, and that means they were well, so important. What? 
to go to go <laughs> further. You're taking the word of the you you're, you're taking the word of the person who discovered it, who apparently is is yeah. behind all this. So it's already right. You know, it's already a bunch of right. a bunch of malarkey. It's it's crazy. And they weren't it the really people that took the slides. Me, you know. Yeah, they were not the people that took them. They just they had possession of them, and they're dead now. And everybody's oh well, he was we worked right. in oil, and she was a lawyer. Ooh, they had connections. You know what? My brother has connections. That doesn't mean he knows what happened at Roswell. Give me a break. My dog has connections. The the, the crap that people were coming up with to try to solidify their claims was, I don't know, maybe we're just jaded guys, but I just felt like it's slapping a whole lot of people. (laughs) No, no, no. I, I said this with Jack Brewer. It's a call, you know. Uh, this show lately has been like a call for common sense. And it's like, if ever geez, there was a call right. for common sense, it was like this past week and this ridiculous story. I don't know what people, you know, and I know you say you feel bad for them, Larry, the people that got taken, but it's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I don't, I think I must've been saying this uh, earlier today, but, uh, uh, you know, I feel, I don't feel bad. I think, I think the consumers, I said this to you guys earlier before the show started. Yeah. I think the consumers are part of the problem. The people who paid the $20 to see this thing, Unless it was for camp effect, like let's watch this right. get stoned and drunk and laugh, then there was no yeah. point even yeah. to spend the money. And if you did because you thought you were going to see an alien, like listen, I got a bridge to sell you, man. Like yeah. get, get the yeah. fuck you know, out of town, you know. Larry and I, I mean, people were saying, well, this could be just a small step towards disclosure. To me, it's more disinformation. Somebody probably set all this right. up to make the whole right. field look like a bunch of idiots. There goes your disclosure down the toilet. Because now, when the UFO field tries to speak again, even if they have something legitimate, people are going to say, well, I remember the Roswell slides, and I remember, you know, the the autopsy video. I'm not paying attention to you anymore. Uh, How is that? You know, it's not much different than than that douchebag last year with the fake Bigfoot that was traveling around the country. Yeah. You know, all it's going to do is hurt the actual field, People are going to take even they're going to take the field of ufology even less seriously than they do now, and I mean it's it, it's a bad deal all around. Right. I mean, absolutely, it's a bad deal all around for the serious researchers. Is is I mean this this may not be something that is recoverable. I, I don't know, but I do. I feel bad for the people. I think you know everyone wants to know. All of us probably share the same intense passion. Yeah, yeah. Desire to know, but you know, I, I, I'm smart enough to know that if if it's too good <laughs> yeah. to be true, it probably is. Exactly. Well, you know, it was presented you know. so slickly that it just—it really. I mean, there was a moment when I was thinking, "Man, they're putting so much into this." You know, I, but then I saw the leaked slides, and I thought, "Oh, please." But I mean, right. when when the when the production is that big, you start to think, "Wow," you know. They must have something good to be able to live up to this pre-buzz, yeah. and right. and they didn't, and they didn't. And I don't know, maybe they really truly felt that they were onto something, but I can't imagine some of those guys are are smart people. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a hoax or yeah, it makes you lose faith in some some of these folks. Yeah. Did they get yeah. taken yeah. in by right. somebody? You know. Cause well, I'm not seeing anybody. Possible. Yeah. It's it's yeah it's pretty ridiculous, dude. It's pretty ridiculous, and uh, but yeah. it's go it's part and parcel with uh, American ufology. I've said it for weeks now, months on this show, years probably at this point. Yeah. But now it's uh, it's clear. Like I said, uh, 
American Ufology is professional wrestling. I don't think that. I mean, they perfectly captured it uh, this week. It's it's just pro wrestling. Well, the paranormal ghost community is too. There's people committing fraud, ripping people off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What's all this? We're off. We're off the live show now. We're up. We're still. Perfect. We're still recording, but we're we've lost the live audience. So good. They can't hear me. Good night. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We had a, we had a pretty lively chat. But uh, what's what's this other fraud that's upsetting you? Is someone else? Perpetrating well, you, Larry, the one you posted today was a good one. The uh, the tombstone yeah. event and right. this woman has been accused many times of ripping people off and taking money and not following through. And um, but Larry and I specifically have been following the story of a particular person in the paranormal field who has been accused by a military organization of stolen valor and oh, also. God. Um, lying about his quote-unquote scientific ground, educational background, um, calling himself a But not a Phil and Brogno. No, it's a different one. I, I'm real wow, worried about that's saying bizarre. the name, but... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, I know, know I know. Well, Phil and Brogno has been accused of that, so it's. Uh, I feel like well, it's, a, you know... There's actually he's a welcome Vietnam... to come on and, and respond any time, but... Oh, he won't. He well. won't. He's running. I know. He's hiding. But um, there's a Vietnam veteran group that's... Uh, taking legal action against him. I had no idea. I had to ask Larry. I had no idea that stolen valor was, you know, something that people would actually sue you for. And wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, I mean, but he's not I know the only this one. I mean, would I know this person's name or, or uh, is it someone who's like even on the fringes? Um, He's on a TV show. He's got a book out. Okay, that's... That's all I need. Well, I'll so mess- can- yeah, Larry, Larry, we'll message you later. But, I mean, you know, we... Yeah, send it to me off the air. This, that's an, that's an We off-year know gem. that this individual is full of crap because we've dealt with him before. We've dealt with mm. some of that BS. Um, but he's not the only one. There's a lot of people out there that are claiming to be, uh, you know, alien hybrids or psychic uh, this or that or they're demon hunters. They have no background or education. We don't even know if there's anything oh, of course, that yeah. even exists. And so it, it's like, where does this come from? All of a sudden people are, it's like they're screaming for attention by giving themselves these labels. I'm a shaman. Now they need to you feel know, important, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm a medicine right. woman. I'm, And it's like, dude, you're, you're whiter than my ass. <laughs> you're not a native <laughs> shaman. And, you know, anybody can say they're psychic. And not have to prove it, because really, what are you going to do? How are you going to call them to task? We're just seeing a lot more of this sort of self-labeling to get Mm. book deals, to get on TV, to get attention, and it is, it's crazy. And not only that, but um, people who hold events and end up ripping people off, um, you know, all the TV shows with the fake Mm. evidence, and it's, it's everywhere. It's a sea of stupidity. It really is. It's a sea of stupidity. And then you wonder why why I like having you guys on the show. (laughs) Yeah, you know. I think Larry and I are smart because we have one foot in that world and the other one not. And the thing about being writers is that you don't have to live in any one world. You know, that's not your job. Your job is to write about whatever subject you are writing about. But we... Yeah. Keep a foot in that world because there's good stuff going on too. You just don't hear about it as much. But 
It's just great stuff. I try to feature the great stuff on my show, like what you guys do and everything. It's like, you know, it's like, like I said, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just a mess. I've been saying it for a while. It's the whole fields. All these fields are a mess, you know, and they attract like the worst people, uh, you know, because it's, it's just, it's just awful. (laughs) It's on the fringe, so it's not policed by any. By anything, there so it's like go. the people that that, that, that yeah. flourish on, with lack of supervision are are you, you know at home in this in this realm. Yeah, because see, you could you could yeah. be a part of ufology or the paranormal, what have you, and have no background or skills or anything. And maybe you're a sincere researcher, but for so many people, I think they look at this. They look at the paranormal, the metaphysical field, the self-help field, and ufology. <clears throat> As a way to, to get in and get attention. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Just take up a hobby, folks. Take up a hobby. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, well, all right. We're pretty much at the end here. We did the What's Next for You, uh, the book. So, what's the title of the of the fiction book? I don't know if you told us. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, Gridwalkers. Yeah. You did, yeah. Gridwalkers. Gridwalkers. All right, nice. And that'll be coming out around November. So, just in time for the holidays. Yep. All right, Power Explorers is the website. Thank you guys for coming on the show. I appreciate it. The book here that we talked yeah. about, Mind Wars, is awesome. I loved it. I really did it. Uh, like I said at the beginning, they they tag it conspiracy at the back, but it actually like runs the gamut of different genres, and I, I really love that. And uh, you guys put the same uh, trademark level of depth and uh, you know breadth into this book. You know, you really covered it from just a billion different angles, which is what you guys do in all your books. Uh, so I really, really, uh, I loved it. So thank you yeah. so much for coming on the show, guys. All right. Well, thank you. Marie, did I already lose you? I think so. Jeez. Marie's gone. All right, yeah. Larry. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. No, <laughs> no problem. You can split. I'm going to do plugs now. So have a good night, and thanks right, for coming man. on the show, buddy. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Marie Jones and Larry Flaxman. The book is Mind Wars, Who's Been Watching You from the Shadows. As I said, it really is fantastic stuff, folks. You should go out and pick it up. And uh, if you're just listening to the show now for the first time, somehow, some way, we are Banal of America. If you want to find out more about us, just punch in Banal of America into your uh, your preferred web machine. And the uh, spelling for all that is B-I-N-N-A-L-L-O-F-America.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just punch in Banal of America and like us. That's pretty much where you can find uh, the most breaking stuff from BOA. So if I have a guest change or there's something going on with uh, the program or if something happens in the world, uh, I'll try and post some news that connects to a previous edition of BOA Audio. Like, for instance, I should have posted this today, but uh, this connects to the last episode we had earlier this week. Uh, They just released some crazy footage of uh, crazy Robert Durst peeing in a CVS from a few years ago. So it connects to this past Tuesday's episode here, part of our double-week extravaganza. Uh, And this is concluding our double-week edition of the program. Two shows, two nights. Matt Burbeck on Tuesday night talking about Robert Durst. Tonight, Marie Jones and Larry Flax been talking about Mind Wars. And of course, as always from BOA, all of it was absolutely free. So now comes the time in the program where I take off the hat, pass it around to the BOA audio listeners, ask you to help us out, make a donation. How do you do that? That's simple. Just 
head on over to Banal of America, click the PayPal button. That'll bring you to PayPal. They'll walk you through the process. It's safe, secure, and simple. But if you don't trust the Internet and you want to make a snail mail donation, there's also a P.O. box at Banal of America. Uh, the address is at Banal of America. So head on over there for the P.O. box address. Uh, let me see here. I should mention two things I want to mention, actually. I keep forgetting this. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have a program uh, the week of April 19th, and that was actually the uh, the week of our 10th anniversary here doing Banal of America Audio. And in typical BOA fashion, we actually missed the 10th anniversary uh, doing anything on our show, but we did do a 10th anniversary special on Greg Bishop's Radio Mysterioso. And uh, I guess he's working on the MP3 now, and it should be online in the next few days, and I'll link up to that, to that at Banal of America and on our Facebook page. But it was fantastic, and I talked a lot about sort of the background of BOA and revealed some stuff that I had never really talked about on the show before as far as, uh, well, Greg asked disastrous episodes and things like that, and I tried to give honest answers. So I think folks will uh, really dig that. So head on over to RadioMysterioso.com, and I don't know, keep refreshing till Greg posts the MP3. And uh, what was the other thing I wanted to mention? Oh, folks who have been complaining about the lack of listener feedback, we threw a great listener feedback in at the end of Tuesday's show with Matt Birkbeck. So uh, download the MP3 and check that out at the end of the program. It's brief, but it's still some listener feedback. And I promise I'll bring it back eventually. Uh, if I can ever find the time. Seems like uh, I'm always running against the wind, as the song says. And speaking of which, the next edition of BOA Audio... What is today? May 7th? It'll be coming at you next week. I'm uh, 90% sure of that. I got a couple of folks lined up, so it's either going to be Tuesday or Thursday. So I should know hopefully tomorrow, and I'll probably announce it on Sunday once I know for certain. But we got a couple of shows lined up in the next few weeks, and we got a real uh, big guest hopefully coming on the program towards the end of the month. So lots of good stuff, and we're going to be exploring all kinds of uh, strange and unusual realms that we haven't got into on the program before. As hard as that is to believe, there's still some strange areas we have not discussed, and we're going to try and get to them as the month of May unfolds. So, with all that said, we're going to wrap up the double episode week here with this. Thank you so much, folks, for listening. Thank you to the hardcore BOA audio listeners for your enduring support of the program. I know we kind of stumbled a bit here as Larry fell ill, and I was doing the 10th anniversary show on Radio Mysterioso. Had a few weeks without a program, but here we are coming at you with a double episode week, hoping to uh, repay your enduring loyalty. And to the newcomers to the program, welcome to the party. Dive into the archive and uh, get yourself acquainted with BOA Audio. Thank you, folks, so much for once again making BOA Audio a part of your esoteric audio playlist. Until next time, this is Tim Benall, thanking you for listening and signing.